introduction, welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two friends with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of their favorite shows in the hopes that the other person will have an epiphany and start to like something that they normally wouldn't. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live-action dramas. My name is Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoon shows. And today we are doing a very special guest episode mm-hmm. in which Natasha and I are watching a show neither of us has seen before mm-hmm. that was brought to us by the lovely Lenny, if Lenny would like to introduce herself. Oh, hi, that's me. I'm here. Well, uh, not welcome. I'm being welcome <laughs> to your show. Thank you welcome. for having me. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our show. Uh, Lenny had us watch Black Sails, mm-hmm. which... Uh, is a pirate show, but I am not the person who's going to tell you the intro to Black Sails, Lennius. Hi, I am. Um, Black Sails is one of my, my favorite, pretty much my favorite live action show. I love pirates. Um, <laughs> it is a sort of a very loose prequel to Treasure Island, uh, which ran from 2014 to 2017 on Stars. Um, it's also sort of about the real history of the Bahamas and the Caribbean, so it's kind of Half a prequel, half a real history, uh, and all lots of fun, if you like pirates. It makes so much more sense now that you've told me that Treasure Island is a show on stars, because I read prequel to Treasure Island, and I was like, the children's book? Yes. <laughs> Black Sails ran from tw- on stars. Treasure Island is oh, Treasure Island the book. It's the, the real book. <laughs> okay. But that, okay, that's still wild. But <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, no, I, it is literally... I think it would be very funny if they the book. if the same people went back and were like, we're going to make Treasure Island now, because that would be wild with what happens at the end of Black Sails. That would be wild. <laughs> a wild choice. <laughs> it's not a very good prequel, is it? Well, y- y- for these char- like these specific <laughs> actors and like how they set it all up to like lead in to Treasure Island decades down the road, it's it would be... I don't know. I'd like to see it. It'd be interesting. I'd like to see it. <laughs> Do you want us to jump in? I think so, Wait, yeah. do you want to ask us what we knew about it? Yeah, oh, I forgot yeah. that. I have, I have a little list of questions. <laughs> I also forgot that was a question. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay, what did you know about this show before you watched it? Do you want to go first, Jesse? Sure. Um, I knew it was about pirates. There's another show that came out around the same time that I don't know the title of that I always think is Black Sails, but it's not Black Sails. Oh, okay. Which I think is about the U.S. Navy, but because they came out around the same time and they were both about boats, my brain <laughs> inflated them. <laughs> I, I don't know what show it is. There is another Me show either. called The Terror, which is about like the Franklin Expedition that kind of came out at the same time, which I haven't no. seen. No. Okay. It wasn't that. It was something weird. Uh, <laughs> it's like in my head, though. And I think when Lenny was introducing it, you said that it would. It was kind of like dark, like a darker show, like mm-hmm. a little like dark and gritty, which mm-hmm. I did not get from this pilot episode. Okay. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I want to hear about it. <laughs> really? But, you didn't get dark and gritty from this. Oh, God, no. This is huh. not dark and gritty. This is, like, eh, a little maybe darker than your average drama, but it's not It's not that bad. I mean, yeah, I didn't get, like, this is the grittiest show ever, but, like, I guess more more explicit or violent mm. rather than yeah. dark and gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I knew a little bit more about this, partly because Lenny's talked about it, mostly because Lenny's talked about it, although I also um, have heard a few other people talk about it. Um, I knew it was about pirates. I knew it was a prequel to Treasure Island. I knew there's a character named Billy that Lenny likes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he fell in the water. Um, I also know, like, when um, uh, Our Flag Means Death was coming out, a lot of people were talking about it and, like, comparing them. And then some people were being like, if you like Our Flag Means Death, you should watch Black Sails. And other no. people were being like, no, that they're completely different vibes. Um, so, like, the only similarity is pirates, but totally different vibes. Um, which, like... I feel like it depends what you liked out of Our Flag Means Death, you know? Like, what part of it you mm. like. You could or could not like Black Sails, depending on, like, your what it was you liked. Yeah. I've only seen a few episodes of Our Flag Means Death, but I can see where they're coming from if you're only talking about, like, the way it's shot. Like, the lighting is very similar. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like Captain Flint gets more gritty as the show goes, but, like, when you first see Captain Flint, I'm like, that's a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just looks so clean and nice, and I'm yeah. like, what's happening? Like, I know Our Flag Means Death is definitely, like, way more of a comedy than this, but honestly, yeah. like, this was more similar vibes to Our Flag Means Death than I expected from, like, how people were talking about it and being like, it's totally different! And I was like, you know what? It's... It, if you like the, like, piratey piratiness of Our Flag Means Death, I think you'd also like Black Sails. If you really only like the comedy aspect of Our Flag Means Death, then you probably wouldn't like Black Sails. But, yeah. So should I go into the summary? Yeah, I would love to hear your summary of this show. Yeah. Also, the way we decided to do the summary, because obviously normally when Jesse introduces a show, I summarize it. When I introduce a show, Jesse summarizes it. But since neither of us have watched this before, I'm going to summarize the first half of the episode and Jesse's going to summarize the second half. It's also, like, an hour-long episode, so it's, we both have a chunk of stuff to cover. <laughs> we'll try it. We'll try to be snappy. I'll try. I do have lots of pages of notes, but I'll try oh, to get through them quick. I, I took so many notes also. It's a very, like, the way the show is shot, it has a lot of scenes very, very quickly. It mm-hmm. has a lot of really short scenes. Mm-hmm. So it is hard to, like, condense the summary. Yeah, they're really introducing a lot. Like, I, I watched it kind of in chunks because I watched part of it and then I had to go do other stuff. And I and I paused it after, like, 15 or 16 minutes. And I was like, oh, I'm probably, like, halfway through. Like, I've got quite a few notes. And then I looked at the time and it was only, like, 16 minutes. And I was like, it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> it wasn't long and, like, it didn't feel like a slog to get through. It just was long and there's a lot of things to take notes about. I also... While I was doing it, as, like, a person who normally loves live action, realized that this is a terrible way to be introduced to a show. Because (laughs) I watched the first half being like, Natasha's going to do the first half. Like, I'll pay attention to the time, but I'm kind of just vibing. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the first 30 minutes went by really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And then the last 30 minutes while I was taking notes, I was like this is taking forever, and it's not the show's fault. (laughs) See, maybe that has influenced my opinion of your shows, Jesse. Maybe when I'm like, this was too long, it's just because I was watching it taking notes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyways, into the summary. We've got a lot to cover. So, it starts with a very detailed 18-plus warning about there's lots of sex, there's lots of violence, don't show your children this, just viewer discretion. Which is funny because I can't remember the last time I saw a show that had a warning like that. Like, even shows I've watched for you, I can't remember the last time I've, I've watched something that was like, 18-plus, don't show a child this. 
A lot of streaming services just cut that because they're like, mm-hmm. if you went and found this and you're not just like channel surfing. I think this show did start not as a streaming service. I think it did air yeah. on TV because it was 2014. Yeah, so. probably was yeah. not streaming. Okay, so anyways, there's that. Then we get our title card thing that says 1715 West Indies. And then there's like a little intro about like pirates or in New Providence, I think, or something like that. And they've been Mm -hmm. declared the enemy of the government and they're starting a war on civilization or something. There's a little intro thing. Mm -hmm. Then we have pirate ships and then there's beautiful shots of the ocean and the pirates and we see a ship being attacked, uh, like a naval ship being attacked by pirates and one guy runs into like the captain's quarters and grabs a book and rips a page out of a book and like stuffs it in his shirt. And we find out pretty quickly that he's the ship's cook. So the ship's cook goes and grabs this paper. We don't know why. And then he goes to hide somewhere in the ship. Clearly he doesn't want to die of the pirate attack and also wants to keep this page of this book safe. And there's another guy in the hold of the ship also hiding who uh, we find out that his, his name is John Silver. Spoilers if you've never read Treasure Island. That's Long John Silver. <laughs> but in, in Treasure Island, he's an old man here he's young and my notes about him were that he looks so young and pretty and clean my notes <laughs> he has all his limbs <laughs> yes that's another thing <laughs> not for long <laughs> oh no yeah I'm sorry rip his leg yeah. also it turned out he's got a wooden leg <laughs> but like he stood out so noticeably as being so much cleaner than anybody else in this show <laughs> His hair was so perfectly quaffed. His face was so perfectly clean and shiny. His clothing was so clean. That's interesting to me because I feel like the first... Because I agree with you, he is really clean, but he's only with the cook in that scene. Mm -hmm. So the first person to me where I was like, this person is too clean was Captain Flint. I was like... Where are you? Because he's, like, <laughs> surrounded by bloody people. That's true. Captain Flint is also very clean. There's also a character we meet later named Eleanor, and she's very clean. Although that's... There's a reason for that, because she's, like... Yeah. Proper. But for some reason, <laughs> just this whole episode, no matter what kind of shenanigans he got into, Mr. John Silver's hair was always perfectly quaffed, and his yes. face never had a single smudge on it. And I don't know why that stood out to me so much. But every time I saw him, I was like, oh, it's the young clean man. <laughs> He's too pretty. Why put Darwin on a pretty boy? Yeah, he's a little pretty boy. With very curly hair. So anyways, that's John Silver. He's there. He... Oh, I wrote Attacked by Captain Flint. The So the naval ship is being attacked by the ship of Captain Flint. He's the pirate captain. Uh, John Silver sees the paper that the cook took and notices it and clearly is like, that's important. And then we see lots of fighting. There's just a big scene at the beginning of pirates versus naval, people dying... Uh, there's one guy who says he wants to surrender. Mm-hmm. This is where my face blindness comes in. There's a guy, <laughs> there's this redheaded guy who's telling the captain of the naval ship, we should surrender. And then the pirates blow up the hold and everyone's dying. And then we see another, we see a redheaded guy who we end up finding out is Captain Flint, who takes like off a mask and he's like, this is over. And for a second, I was like... Are those two redheads the same guy? Was the guy saying we should surrender secretly Captain Flint who'd like infiltrated the naval ship? Which is what I thought at the beginning of the episode. But then as the episode went on, I was like, that's definitely not what happened. But I just saw two redheads who were very important. And I was like, is this the same man? I, I knew going into it that you, this was going to be an issue with face blindness. And uh-huh. also they, they're bad about saying names in the show. And I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry, Tasha. Like, I'm, I'm just... 
It's just gonna be a bad time. I just knew it. <laughs> I also started watching the episode with no subtitles and then turned the subtitles on, not so much because I couldn't understand the words, but because at least with the subtitles, they say the people's names more. Mm. You know, like they'll put it in brackets if the person's not on screen, yeah. or like if someone says someone's name in passing, it's easier to catch when you see it in the subtitles. So after this, I started to understand more who the characters were because I had the subtitles on. <laughs> but at the beginning, I was slightly confused. Um, but anyways, the point is the pirates take the ship from the naval guys. That's the important thing that happens. Uh, then we get the intro. It's very dramatic. There's cool music. I know Lenny's very passionate about the hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> hurdy-gurdy in this intro is... It's so good. It's so good. I don't know what a hurdy-gurdy is. Oh, it's this fucked up little instrument that kind of has like a crank and you kind of crank it. It makes a weird noise. I love it. I love it. Apparently that's in the intro song. <laughs> Um, it is a cool song. But also, there's, like, marble statues of, like, pirates and guys fighting. And that's what the intro is. So we get that. Uh, then the name of the episode, which is just one. <laughs> I don't know if every episode is just going to be a number. Yeah, yep. Very clever episode name. <laughs> <laughs> took a lot it's of a, effort to get there. It gets, it's tough because season one is eight episodes. Mm -hmm. And the other three seasons are ten episodes. So you'd think it would just be, like... Episode 20 is, like, the second, the 10th episode of season two, but no, because it's just not quite aligned, and it's very awkward to try and be like, what episode is this? What's happening? Nobody knows. Um, then we see more stuff with the pirates. There's this guy who had, like, fake shark teeth and was, like, jumping up and scaring people, and I was like, I like him, just because he was interesting. And then he didn't really do much in this episode, but... He had a cool vibe. He's got, like, cool scarification tattoos on him. Anyways, <laughs> he was there. Then um, then there's a guy called Mr. Gates, who... I don't know if they ever say exactly what he is, but he's clearly, like, the, the first mate. Yeah. Or whatever. He's, like, directly under the captain. He's, he's the quartermaster. Sure. The quartermaster. <laughs> he finds Silver, John Silver, in the hold where he was hiding with the cook. The cook is dead. Oh, because I think there was a point while the ship was getting taken over by pirates where, like, the cook pulls a sword on John. Yeah. He keeps being like, you're a coward for not fighting. And John's like, you're not fighting either. And the cook's like, well, I'm a cook. <laughs> um, so then when they find, when Gates finds Silver in the, like, hold of the ship, the cook is dead. He's been stabbed. So clearly John and the cook fought and John won. And John tells, Sil or tells Gates... I'm a cook, so don't kill me. Bring me onto your pirate crew because I'm a cook and everybody needs cooks. And Gates is like, hmm, okay, maybe. And then there's one pirate whose name is Singleton, I think. He's got mm -hmm. scars all over his face. He's trying to convince the, the naval crew, like the ones who didn't die, that they should join the pirate crew and they should kill their naval captain because their captain sucks and they should become pirates. And <laughs> then... Uh, I wrote, again, silver is so clean. <laughs> um, oh, there's also a guy with glasses who's like the pirate accountant. <laughs> yeah. He's fun. Mm -hmm. I like that they have mm -hmm. an accountant. The accountant is like, hey, we didn't, we're not making very much money because we keep pirating ships that have no, no good stuff. And so we only have $8 to give each member of the crew, which is probably not nothing in the 1700s, but also like if you just ransacked a ship and almost died they probably expected to get more than that so i looked that up because i was like eight dollars in the 1700s is probably a lot of money mm -hmm. 
And the thing about inflation calculators is they only go back to the start of World War One. <laughs> yeah, I tried to do this as well. <laughs> Which is roughly 200 years after this. Mm-hmm. And at the start of World War One, this would have been about $200. To be fair, I don't know if the $8 they're talking about is like... Yeah, like it's not the same currency, but... Yeah, it's a different currency, so I don't know. The point is... According to him, they're not making enough money. So Singleton is like, I want all these new guys to join our crew. And Gates is like, he just wants them to join the crew because Singleton wants to become the captain. And he's like, so if he gets enough new guys on the crew who like Singleton better than Flint, they'll vote Flint off as captain and Singleton will become captain. And Gates is like, no, no, no. I like my captain Flint. So he's like, we can't (laughs) afford to take on all these new guys. So I guess they kill them. It's unclear what they do to them. Maybe they just offload them when they get to dry land. But anyways, they can't join the crew, except for the cook. They're like, we can take one new guy on, and it'll be the cook, because our cook died. I think their cook died. I think they just took the cook. I think they were just, like, because there's a point where the cook is like, cooks are so rare. Yeah. So they take John because he says he's a cook. It never comes up again in this episode that John is not a cook. I don't know if he knows how to cook. He does not. But in this episode, <laughs> he seems fine. He does not know how to cook. He does not get in trouble <laughs> for this baby. bruise. Um, but I feel like it'll come to bite him later. But in this episode, he's fine. So he gets to join the crew. Uh, I also wrote that Gates has an Illuminati tattoo on his head. They keep focusing on it. It seems relevant. It wasn't relevant in this episode, but it's <laughs> I, a very notable tattoo. I don't think it's relevant. I think he just has an Illuminati head. New fun. theory. Gates is part of the Illuminati. <laughs> he's got a whole other plot happening off screen with the Illuminati. Oh, okay. So then Flint is looking through the books in the captain's quarters. He finds this book that he was looking for, but the page is torn out. So... Clearly this page that got torn out is important. And he's like, I know we haven't been pulling a lot of money in our things, but it's because I'm looking for this particular thing. This schedule is what the page is called. And we found the book, we found the ship, but the schedule is missing. But when we get this schedule, we're going to get rich. And this is what I'm looking for. And Gates is like, you keep saying that, but the crew doesn't know that that's what you're doing. And they're just poor and sad. Uh, And also the captain can't control his crew. The crew don't listen to him because... They don't like him. Uh, So that's all happening on this ship. And then the Royal Navy comes and Flint is like, we got to go because the Royal Navy's coming. And then I guess they get away because they don't get boarded by the Royal Navy. And then I wrote Kitty Cat. Someone's holding a kitty cat at some point. Maybe it's the cook. It's Randall's cat. Yes. It's his cat, Betsy. Oh, yeah. For like two seconds, there was a kitty cat. It was really cute. Silver. Oh, yeah. Long John Silver. They don't call him Long John Silver in this. John Silver. He's reading the paper that he stole from the cook, but he can't figure out what it means. Flint is mad that Singleton wants to replace him. And then he's like, I need to go see this guy, Richard Guthrie, and he can help me recreate the schedule, this paper that got ripped out from, like, the context of the rest of the book, and then we can get our prize. Gates is like, that's not going to work. Guthrie's not going to work with you. That's stupid. Uh, and he grabs this guy, Billy, who's this very tall, young guy. And he's like, Billy, the captain is going to go to this guy Guthrie, and he's Guthrie's not going to give him what he wants, so you need to restrain him from doing something stupid. And Billy's like, the captain's not going to listen to me. And Gates is like, I don't care, you have to do it anyway. So he sends Billy off with the captain. Then they get to this pirate town called Nassau, Nassau. I think? Mm-hmm. Which is like the pirate island or whatever. At some Oh, and then Silver, so they're unloading the cargo from the ship in the pirate town, and then Silver 
is helping unload it because he's part of the crew now and he sees some books and he's like trying to figure out which book the page came from that he has because he can clearly tell that this page was important because the cook was like freaking out about it but he doesn't know what the page is so he's trying to find the book it's from and he realizes that they're like there's like four volumes of a book but like the third volume is missing or something so he's probably like oh it's probably that book so he goes back to the ship and he's like hey i'm the cook i need my recipe book trying to get this book, but he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I need recipes. And they're like, you can't, if there's any books that aren't here, then it's in the captain's quarters and you can't go in there. And he's like, dang it. And then uh, he gets interrupted by these guys who are like, you need to go talk to Blackbeard because every new guy has to talk to Blackbeard. And he's like, oh no. And they're like, whatever you do, don't show fear. And then they take him to this like house whatever and then he goes in and there's this sexy lady and he's like you're not blackbeard and then she drops her coat and she's naked and there's a bunch of naked ladies and then they're all trying to have sex with him it's a stupid scene i don't understand i was trying to figure out what was happening in the scene i was like because at first for a second i was like oh the sexy lady before she got naked is blackbeard she's blackbeard that's so cool blackbeard is a lady that's really awesome but then it's like, no, they just took him to a place where a bunch of women have sex with him. And then it was like, maybe, <laughs> maybe this is like a setup because they don't trust him. They think he's like has something. And so they did this on purpose. They're like, oh, these ladies will like steal from him or whatever. But then no, because spoilers, one of the, the prostitutes does take something from him, but she doesn't seem to be working with the guys who sent him to the ladies. So I think that they were just like, hey, bro, we're going to take you to some prostitutes yes. for fun. <laughs> Yes. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> they just brought him to a brothel. They're like, you're new on the crew. We're going to initiate you. Here's a brothel orgy. I guess. Yeah. I, which is it not a weird thing to do? <laughs> I wrote down hazing? Question mark. I, it's like the opposite of hazing. I don't think yeah. it's hazing. I think it's a good thing. Good hazing? Because <laughs> I was like, I wasn't under the impression that these guys particularly cared about or liked John. But then they were like, here's like seven prostitutes just for you have fun bro i think they were trying to like ingratiate him right because the pirate crew's whole thing is like we're a democracy Mm -hmm. like there's no kings here unlike the other place and they're like trying to be like oh we're nice do you know what we will do for you hire prostitutes (laughs) i guess it was a very strange scene but i guess that was the intention it's a stupid scene meta meta narratively i think it's like we need to put some sex in this blood and sex scene well here's some sex (laughs) i'm gonna say this now because i forget forget to say it later my yeah one of my biggest quibbles with this episode is there's not a single female character in this episode who shows up and does not either have sex or talk about sex Mm, yes. Every single female character who shows up in this episode is just there to at least talk about sex and then <laughs> probably have sex. <laughs> I mean, they do other things. Not to say there aren't female characters who do stuff in this episode, but it was very noticeable that as soon as a female character showed up on screen, you couldn't go more than a couple minutes before she was at least talking about sex. Does Eleanor talk about sex in her very first scene? Yeah, she literally goes up to the guy and she's like, you know what happens when a guy makes money? My pussy gets wet. I hate that scene too. And I'm like, shut up. That's true. She does do that. Ugh. Anyways. Uh, Yeah, no, valid. So, oh, so the next scene after this orgy is this woman, we find out her name is Eleanor, Eleanor Guthrie. She's the, at first I thought she was the wife, but it turns out she's the daughter of Mr. Guthrie, who like runs this place. She's also very clean, I wrote. She's a, she's, <laughs> she's so also, clean. Always, but that one makes a bit more sense because the idea is like the Guthries aren't pirates, they're like 
colonial business people who are like selling the pirate merch so they're like above the pirates kind of yes but it's still weird to me that she would have like what she's wearing isn't particularly fancy Mm -mm. but like still the amount of people you need to get into the dresses of that century (laughs) and she's living in the dirty pirate Mm -hmm, kingdom mm -hmm. is like She's very clean. It is on purpose. I agree with that, but it still felt weird. Yeah, it did feel weird. It felt a little less weird than Silver Mm -hmm. because with her, it's like, even though logically it doesn't make sense that she would be so clean, I get like narratively why she's so clean. But John was like, it wasn't even like the other Navy guys were particularly clean. Like if the Navy guys were all very proper and clean and the pirates were all dirty, then it would make sense because John was on the Mm -hmm. Navy crew. But he's like the cleanest, most pretty clear, clean cut of all the Navy guys. It's he's just, just pretty. Leave he's alone. just pretty. It's funny. It's not really a complaint. It's just funny. Every time I saw Jonathan, that was funny. Um, so anyways, we see this woman, Eleanor, and like she's being all powerful and yelling at the guys. And clearly she like runs the place. But also, again, she immediately starts talking about her pussy. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a weird scene because it seems like she's trying to insult the guy. But then she says he makes her wet. And it's like, what's? happening yeah yeah i can sort of see like that they want to set her up as like this like ooh, you take no shit sort of mm-hmm. character but it's like why would you do it like this yeah. this is not the way to do it but i can see kind of why i don't like it though yeah like i get yeah. what they're trying to set up with her but the fact that they couldn't do it in any way other than having her immediately talk about sex was just like come on yeah you could have yeah. done this a different way but anyways, so then Gates goes to her and asks for a loan because he wants money to bribe his crew so that they vote for Flint, not for Singleton. Gates is just in love with Flint. He <laughs> Maybe he has his own motivations, but in this episode, his only motivation is, I want Flint to be captain. I care about Flint. Yeah. I guess that makes him a good quartermaster. 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 <laughs> so there's this vote. guy, Mr. Scott, who is like Eleanor's servant, secretary. I don't know exactly. He works with Eleanor. He is like, no, we shouldn't give the loan. That's a waste of money. And Eleanor is like, no, I like Flint. He was like our biggest earner. I want him to keep being captain. So she gives the loan. And then we cut to Harbor Island. There's like a title card that says Harbor Island. And it's Flint and Billy going to Mr. Guthrie's house. So I don't know if they live on the exact same island or another island nearby. I guess it must be a different island if it's Harbor Island. It's probably different from Nassau. I think what it is, is there might be like an artificial island. Because when you, this is tangent, but... When you look at New Providence Island in the Bahamas today, there's, like, a little sort of, like, built-up man-made island kind of off the coast. And I wonder if it was, like, a small island that's been built over the years or if it's somewhere else because I don't know enough about the Bahamas to, like, know, but it might be that. And at one point, Eleanor mentions that her dad's not here. So clearly Eleanor lives in, like, the pirate town and her dad lives in his nice colonial mansion somewhere else, but clearly nearby enough that Flint and Billy could get there easily. It's not like he's in, like, far away. So anyways, they go to his house. It's, like, a fancy house. He's having guests over. And while they're waiting to talk to Guthrie, Flint is asking Billy, like, hey, what does the crew actually think of me? And Billy's like, yeah, I think you're weak. And Flint is, like, not happy about that. But then before they can turn into, like, Flint and Billy having an argument, Guthrie shows up. We cut again. Oh, we cut back to Mr. Long John Silver, who just had sex with a bunch of ladies. And he's looking (laughs) for his paper. And this lady, one of the prostitutes, whose name is Max... She's like, she has the paper. She took it from him and she's like, hey, I noticed that you like couldn't stop looking at this last night. What is it? I mean, I can help you sell it. Basically, she says like, clearly, if you've been holding on to this, it's important. You probably stole it from your captain. You probably want to sell it. I can help you sell it. What is it? And he's like, 
I don't know. <laughs> don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, and that's where I stopped taking notes. <laughs> uh, so that was the first half of the episode. I find that scene so funny, too, because he's trying to convince her that it's, like, too dangerous for her to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, fuck that. I don't care. Mm-hmm. What is it? And he's like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Also, like... Although, obviously, she is also a female character who immediately has to do with sex. I did really like Max. She had a cool vibe. She's cool. Yeah. She's cool. Okay. So, after that scene, we cut to nighttime. Or maybe it was already nighttime in the last scene. Not sure. Not really important. Last time we're outside, it's day. But now it's night. (laughs) So, Gates is meeting with an old guy whose name I did not catch. I think it was Mosiah. It's Mosiah. Mosiah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's meeting with Mosiah to tell him that he shouldn't support Singleton. He has nine votes with, like, his section or faction of the crew. Um, it kind of seems like Mosiah and all of the black men on the crew are, like, their own section in the crew, if that makes mm. sense. They call That's them a the family at one point. Yeah. I don't know if they're literally like related or just like a metaphorical family. I didn't take it as literal, but mm-hmm. that's what's going on. Gates comes, he's like, look, I've been everywhere. I've been paying off people to vote for Flint. And Mosiah's like, okay, so you're going to pay me? And Gates is like, no, I'm out of money. I need you to vote for Flint because it's like the right thing for you. It's the right thing for your family. And Mosiah's like, but of course you're going to pay for me from like the first prize that Flint takes. And Gates goes, of course I will do that. Obviously, I thought that was implied. And then as Gates is leaving, there's a guy who like sees him leaving. And I think this is Jack Rackham. Yes. Just because of what happens next. It's not really clear in that scene, though. It's so dark. And we cut to Singleton at a bar uh, where he runs into Jack Rackham. And Jack Rackham is like, I was going to toast to you being the captain, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore because of this conversation I just saw. And then we're in a rowboat. <laughs> it's very, very fast. Like, I feel like the majority of scenes are under two minutes. Yeah, it's like snappy this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it works, but it's just mm-hmm. so fast. Mm-hmm. So uh, John and Max are rowing a boat out to Flint's ship, uh, and John sneaks into the ship, and he sees something, and he looks shocked, and you hear Flint's voice, and for a second it, so- it looks like Flint caught him, but mm-hmm. no, Flint is still at Mr. Guthrie's house. I did think that was really cool. That was a good use of, like, yeah. switching scenes so quickly that you assume it's the same scene, and then it takes you to another scene, and it, I, think, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's cool. And the way this is done, it is kind of intercut with, like, John running around the boat and Flint having this talk with Guthrie. Um, And he's telling this big, dramatic story that basically the gist of it is he's been after this Spanish treasure ship that no one knows the course of because they couldn't get enough people to uh, guard it, like, enough other ships to go out and guard it. So no one knows the course of the ship, and he's been looking for it, and it's going to be the biggest score ever. It's going to be $5 million, which is a lot of money now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a lot of money. And this is what's on the schedule that John has, obviously. And Flint knows that because Vasquez, who I believe is the captain of the Spanish ship, or 
something. So yeah, he was related to it somehow. His whole story is written into the log that they found, and the only page he's missing is the page that actually shows where the ship is. Which, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so Flint is asking Mr. Guthrie to introduce him to, quote-unquote, his man in Havana uh, for help. But Mr. Guthrie is like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so Flint uh, makes a move on Mr. Guthrie, uh, twists his arm behind his back, and he asks Billy to help him. But Billy pulls his gun on Flint because Billy was told to protect Mr. Guthrie. Mm-hmm. By Gates. By Gates, right. And then they hear horses approaching. Billy goes to the window, and then there's, like, this dramatic, like, snap cut to them all just sitting calmly at the desk (laughs) as this Navy officer comes in. That was actually very good. (laughs) Uh, Navy captain comes in, and he starts on this, like, big speech, and he's like, do they have gossip in the colonies? I think gossip is what keeps civilization in line. (laughs) Which is very funny. It was good. (laughs) I want that whole speech, like, on a shirt. Like, it's so (laughs) wild. And he accuses Mr. Guthrie of selling stolen cargo from pirates, uh, which obviously he is doing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're under arrest. I'm going to arrest all three of you. Uh, But then I believe Billy shoots him. It's a very fast little fight that uh, Billy and Flint very quickly win. Mm -hmm. And then we're back to Singleton. (laughs) So Singleton has gone to see Mosiah because um, Mosiah promised to vote for him. There's a weird little showdown here, and I thought uh, this girl comes in, and at first I thought she was the Blackbeard prostitute, but then I think she's the girl that we see later with Jack. Yes. Yeah. I also thought she might be the same. Yeah. She has the same, like, she's got a big hat, and she looks up from under her hat in this exact same way the Blackbeard prostitute did. But then, I don't think it's the same No, she's not. If it was, though, that'd be so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's just this prostitute that comes in, kills the guy, and leaves. She's she's so cool. And then there's, like, this really, really dramatic shot of this guy lighting a cigarette, and then it lights up his face, and they're like, (gasps) they're all like, oh, my God, it's Captain Vane. And the thing about this shot is, this shot is so cool. Don't get me wrong. This shot is the exact perfect intro for this character and the role I assume he plays in this show. I cannot get over the fact that this actor plays the absolute dumbest asshole in the entire world in Shameless. Like, the entire thing, he just, like, ruined the vibe of it so much. And it's nothing against him and it's nothing against the show. It's just, like, I was like, this is Jody from Shameless. He's not this cool, sexy pirate captain. Like, what are you doing? That's so funny. I know that that actor is in Shameless, but I've never seen Shameless. And I've watched, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, and he's talked about being in Shameless. And I'm like, cool, I don't know what that means. So it's good to know now. He's a dumb asshole. He's, like, he's not even an asshole. Saying he's an asshole is kind of mean. He's just so dumb, it's not even funny. Like, it's like... It's like what a himbo would be like if you actually had to have a conversation with a man that was that <laughs> stupid ever. Oh my god. Oh, that's so Yeah, funny. I can see how that would take you out of Vane's whole deal a little bit. Very different situation. Because <laughs> Vane is supposed to be like, 
like very like sexy and cool and bad boy and i was just like this is not working um <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. glad you like that that cigar lighting because i made a note of it like so like whoa i forgot about this scene it's so cool <laughs> No, it's really cool. It's mm-hmm. really good. I feel like everything that's w- with Captain Bane is really, really well done. I just couldn't mm-hmm. get over the act. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then Gates is at a bar uh, with Eleanor and Eleanor's tending bar, and they're chatting. Uh, someone comes and tells them that Captain Bane killed Mosiah. Eleanor and Gates go running to see his dead body, and Eleanor's like, he can't fucking do this. Like, this is ridiculous. And Gates is like, we're not going to win that battle today. Like, you know, Vane, this isn't going to work. And she just goes, yeah, fuck that. And walks away. I love Eleanor. She's cool. She is great. Mm -hmm. Jack Rackham is just kind of sitting there watching Captain Vane flirt with a prostitute, which is weird, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, But this is when we find out that Jack Rackham is a double agent. And he's been kind of, like, trying to convince Singleton that it's a good idea to take on Flint. And obviously, he's doing a great job of it. (laughs) So that he can get any defectors from, like, the battle between Singleton and Flint to come over to Captain Vane's crew. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where I felt bad about not knowing his name before I asked Lenny. (laughs) I was like, oh, it turns out this guy's actually important. I want to talk about that after. I put a pin in that because that ties into a lot of his, like, motivation is, like, being known as a person. I think it's very funny you didn't know his name. (laughs) I literally was like, this is just Singleton's, like, random friend. I don't actually think Singleton's gonna become the captain, so I don't think he's gonna be important. And then he just, like, was a double agent, and I was like, oh, wait, shit, that guy's... He's important. This is also the moment where the, the very cool lady with the swords, who was really cool up to this point just randomly grabs Rackham's crotch and is like, let's go have sex. (laughs) For no apparent reason. Yeah, he even questions her. He's like, because of what I just said? And she's like, do you fucking care? And it's like, good, you know, good for her. I have no problem with, like, each individual moment of these women Mm -hmm. expressing their sexuality. It was just like... The pattern. Did it have to be every single one? Yeah. (laughs) That was also just, like unnecessary as a scene. It's also, it's out of character for Anne. Like, why was she doing that? We know we know a lot about her. Like, why did she do that? She just wanted to fuck Jack Rackham. Yeah, I mean, they are, they are, like, together. They're, like, a little couple. But it's like, why do it like this? <laughs> why? <laughs> there are better ways to introduce that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts. <laughs> the way this show sexualizes women, like, so immediately is probably one of the things about it that is the most, like, dark and gritty about it as mm-hmm. a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are certain like, portions of the show that are bloody, but mm-hmm. there are also portions of the show that could be far worse and bloodier than the show chooses to show you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's a lot in the show where if you're saying dark and gritty, I'm like, they could have been yeah. way worse. <laughs> but the way they treat women especially is, like, that's that's the dark and gritty yeah. genre. Um, it sucks. It does suck, but... Yeah, you're you're correct. Yeah, I think as the show goes on, season one is definitely the worst for treatment of women and did get, like, a mm-hmm. lot of, like, pushback and a lot of people saying, we don't like this. And then as the show goes on, 
they really cut back on the treatment of women like that. And then they do amp up a lot of the blood. So they kind of like switch what you're saying. Like they flip it. Yeah. <laughs> there. Cause I'm not like bothered by blood and gore, like really at all. It doesn't bother mm. me. And then there's a scene in season four where I was like, I literally can't watch this. This is so bad. This is so upsetting. I have to like, I can't look at this, which is like never happens to me when I'm watching gory shows. So yeah. they kind of switched that. Yeah. I did actually expect the show not to have any important female characters at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I expected it to be one of these, like, stars shows where it's, like, all men all the mm-hmm. time. If there mm-hmm. are women, you don't even get their names. Like, they're just nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did appreciate that immediately in the first episode, there's three female characters mm-hmm. that are clearly important and do cool stuff. So, like, yeah. Yeah. it's not as bad as it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it some credit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyways, we're in the scene. We see Eleanor come in, and Captain Vane, like, calls out to her. He's like, hey. And she punches him in the face because mm-hmm. she's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he hits her back because it's 1775. And, like, obviously he sucks and he shouldn't do that. But also, like, it's it's 17. 17- I guess it's 1715. I mean, but I also appreciate the, like, she punches him and he punches her back. Like, that's fair. <laughs> I think it's my favorite. Yeah, scene. like, to be fair, if you get punched out of nowhere. Yeah. So if someone comes up to you and punches you, like, yeah. oh, I'll punch the back. Yeah. Like, okay. It would be so funny. <laughs> if he just walked up to her and, and just, he just punched her unprovoked, <laughs> it would be horrible. But, like, she did just punch him. Like, you know what? Fair. <laughs> Let's not say Captain Bane isn't horrible, though. <laughs> no, but, like, in that moment, it's not entirely, like, Yeah, you know? no. Yeah, totally. Totally. I'm with you. Um, but she falls down, and then he offers a hand to help her up, which is actually kind of funny. <laughs> she goes into, I said the bathroom, but I'm not really quite sure where they are, to, like, wipe the, like, blood off her face, her lips bleeding a little bit. And while she's doing that, he, like, grabs her by the chin and, yes. like, turns her face to him and is like, do you want to tell me what that was about? And she's like, I had a stake in Captain Flint's piracy and I know you're fucking with it, so you have to make it right or I am not going to sell your shit anymore. And he's like, you don't sell my shit, sweetheart. Your dad does. <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> Uh, which is very mean. I just, again, said I couldn't take him seriously in the scene. Poor guy. Uh, poor guy. It's really not his fault. <laughs> and he's like, your father will always choose prophets over daughters. And he's like, Captain Flint, he's the past of piracy. And he may have been your biggest earner once, but now I'm your biggest earner. And... Uh, don't come at me again because I'm going to forget that I used to be in love with you. (laughs) They do have like a vibe in this scene where I was like, they're going to fuck. Oh yes. And then they did. (laughs) They, they have, I'm obsessed with these two characters. He's like, what he says is I'll forget that I once loved you. And it's like, you still do. Vane, you still do. You're obsessed with her. You cannot get over her. So funny. I literally said out loud, like, oh, Charles, you idiot. See, I hated him in this scene. I thought he was so slimy and nasty. When he punched punched her, I was like, that's fine. I actually kind of appreciated that he was the kind of person who was like, I'm just going to punch whoever punches me. I don't care if she's a lady. But then when he was, like, grabbing her face and, Mm -hmm. I don't know, there was something about that scene that made my skin crawl. It was so slimy. I was like, shut up. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) It is slimy because he's having this whole speech about how, like, 
he doesn't, she's not as important as she thinks she is. Mm -hmm. And it's very like, oh, you cute little women, woman, mm -hmm. like you think you have power, but you don't. And he's spending the whole time like caressing her face and like mm -hmm. pushing her hair back. And like, to a certain extent, it's more creepy because the very last line of that scene is when you find out that they like used to be an item. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So before you know that, he's just this like, guy you saw like kill people and is obviously supposed to be the quote-unquote bad pirate mm -hmm. and we're in a time period where women get assaulted a lot in a place where that is probably very common mm -hmm. and he just like keeps touching her face it is very creepy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah i get it and i mean obviously it's supposed to be like he's clearly not supposed to be a good guy in this scene so, yeah like, they did succeed in making him very slimy <laughs> Right? I also... I have a note here. So, I did write the exact line Letty said, which is, I may forget I loved you once. And then my note after that was, which is obviously their dynamic in this moment, but, like, girl, why are you fucking a pirate, Captain? <laughs> <laughs> Make better choices. <laughs> Especially because we find out later in this episode she has a better option. <laughs> she does have a better option. <laughs> it's not this guy. This guy's like, this guy? Like, I can think of three other pirate men in this show that you should fuck before Captain Vane. <laughs> fuck, I'm sorry. Um, no, I love I love this. This is great. This is really good. I'm, this is what I wanted. I wanted you guys to talk about my favorite show. <laughs> and I'm really happy. <laughs> okay, so we cut to John just chilling. <laughs> And Max comes and she sits on his lap so they can like Oh chillin'. I thought you said killing and I was like Who is John killing? <laughs> no, he's just chilling. Um Yes, that makes more sense. Max comes sits on his lap. She's talking about how it's not that easy to find a buyer because people really like Captain Flint and like there's a certain amount of people she like can't approach and she has to find the right people. Um and then she sees Eleanor. So she goes to talk to Eleanor because she looks upset. And then they just kind of stare dramatically at each other, which is the moment where I was like, they're in love. Um, <laughs> I literally wrote in my notes, Max and Eleanor are going to fuck? Question mark. I'm not really expecting that to be the next scene. <laughs> right? Like, I was joking. Yeah, literally. I was like, haha, Max and Eleanor are going to fuck? And then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> wait, sorry. Okay. Anyway, she grabs her by the hand and, like, leads her into her room, and there, she's like, what happened to your face? Which, Eleanor's face looked entirely fine to me. I don't yeah, know if I was missing yeah. something, but I was like, it doesn't even look like she has a cut on her jaw. Like, she looks fine. Like, she's gonna have a bruise, but she doesn't yet. But anyways, Max is just, like, disgusted. Vane hit her, which, like... Fair enough, but also she hit him first. Um, <laughs> and she cleans her up, and she's like, why are you with... Why'd you even go talk to your terrible ex-boyfriend? We hate him. <laughs> um, and then she just, like, straight up straddles Eleanor, which is the moment where I was like, oh, okay, they are, okay, let's do this. And kisses her, and they have this sweet little sex scene, which is very, like... It's kind of hesitant, but it's also, like, obviously they've done this before, and Max has this speech about how, like, there is a better world, and, like, things are better if you're not fucking Captain Vane. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's not what she 
says, but it's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. And we cut to Billy and Flint in a rowboat. And Flint has kidnapped Mr. Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how we got to that point, but it's very on vibe. <laughs> it is actually very funny that we cut... Like, we were away from Flint and Billy for so long that I almost kind of forgot their, like, pickle that they were in. And then we jumped back to them. (laughs) Yeah, he's just kidnapped this guy. And it's like, clearly, like, there were some shenanigans that happened there with Flint and Billy and Guthrie that we didn't see. And I'm here for it. Right? And he also says, like, news of Guthrie's arrest will spread. And I don't want, like, the men to find out and panic. And we're not going to tell the men that this is Guthrie. And it's like, so... News of the arrest spread, which means that the group of Navy people that came aren't going anywhere. They're dead. Those people are dead. Like, not just the captain, all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, okay. Uh, and Billy calls Flint out. He's like, why do you keep lying? Why are you going to continue to lie? The reason you're so close to losing your captaincy is because you keep lying to the crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like, maybe we should change the singleton. So Flint, like, makes a move, but Billy pulls the knife out. And then Flint has this big dramatic speech about how there's a war coming. And Billy's like, what, with, like, the Navy, with a different pirate? And he's like, no, the war is civilization itself. And civilization is going to crush piracy. Which isn't true. Piracy still exists. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he very dramatically says, I am your king. And it's like, we started this with a whole speech about how your ship was a democracy from Singleton. And you think that the way to beat Singleton is to be like, no, fuck you. This is a monarchy and I'm in charge. (laughs) I wrote, uh, Flint is delusional, underlined, lol, LMAO. (laughs) I love Flint. I love Flint. He's insane. He's fucking insane. Flint is very fun. At the start of this episode, I was like, eh. And by the end of it, I was like, this guy's cool. (laughs) I liked that, and I mean, it's hard to say how it'll go in the other episodes, but I liked that at the beginning of this episode, I very much got the impression that Flint was, like, hyper-competent, and Mm -hmm. he was gonna be, like, obviously the viewers are supposed to be on his side, and blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's making terrible choices, <laughs> which was interesting. I feel like it was kind of a subversion of what I thought Flint's character was going to be. We might mm-hmm. still kind of lean into that, like, he has plans and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I liked that by the end I felt less like he was super confident and had everything together and was more like, no, yeah, he actually has no, con- like, he, everything is about to slip through his fingers. <laughs> oh, yeah. He would be so dead if it wasn't for Gates. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So then he very dramatically drops the sail on their little boat to see um, his ship, which I wasn't clear on at first because the paint of the ship Mm -hmm. is absolutely wild and it never struck me that that would be what their ship looks like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But clearly it's a ship because they get on the ship. I straight up thought it was the Navy, like, come to grab them. (laughs) (laughs) It was literally you dropped the ship and the Navy was like, got you. (laughs) Yeah, that would have made sense too. But no, it was their ship. No. I also kind of thought it was a ship he wanted to, like, rob or something that was right there. I, for a very split second before I was like, that would be totally stupid, I was like, is this the gold ship he's chasing? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine just the first episode, he just, like, was rowing around and he finds it. That would be amazing. So they get onto their ship, 
and Singleton has called a vote for who's going to be the new captain. And Flint's like, I need a moment to take this in. And he has a very dramatic <laughs> moment with his boyfriend, Gates, about how uh, Gates is like, I tried to stop it, but I couldn't do it. And now you just, like, you have to go out there and be the fucking captain for once in your stupid goddamn <laughs> life. Uh, and Flint's like, there's nothing I can say to convince them. And it's like tell them the truth like what <laughs> yep yep flint has issues anyways gates leaves flint flips the table and he finds a feather in his office and he's like "Ooh, a feather and it's obvious from the scene that he knows from the feather that someone not specifically john but that someone was in his office rifling through his stuff but also, it's a feather. <laughs> I had the same thought. I was like, there, it's really blinking you'll miss it. But when Silver's in there sort of ruchling around, uh, mm. he knocks a feather down. And the camera kind of tracks it, but it's pretty quick. Mm. I don't okay. catch that. Yeah, it's, I didn't really catch it at first. And I was like, wait, the feather from, from later. I remember. Because at first I assumed it was like, oh, he noticed someone in his office. And then I was like, does the white feather, like, represent <laughs> the white flag of surrender? And, like, the feather just inspired him to come up with a new plan or something? I don't know. No, it's, it's a very quick scene, but, yeah, the feather, like, falls down. But, yeah, that's very good. Okay. So he comes up out to the deck um, to give their big, dramatic election speeches. And... <laughs> They've chosen the lowest possible point on the deck to give this from, so, like, everyone is above them, mm -hmm. which is a very, like, and I understand why this is the cinematic choice, because of what happens at the end of this scene, mm -hmm. but during when they're giving their speeches, it feels, like, so interesting to have them on the lowest level to be giving these speeches, mm -hmm. because usually you're above people when you're giving them a speech, right? Mm hmm uh, so anyways, that was just cool. <laughs> I thought mm -hmm. it was cinematically interesting. Um, so Flint starts his speech about a prize, and he's like, there needs to be trust in a crew, and there's if there's no trust, then, then there's nothing here. <laughs> sure. I need sure, to, James. like trust my crew and then he's like but fuck you i shouldn't have trusted any of you because one of you stole the thing that i need so i was right not to trust you wild wild turn to take um and john gets all nervous because john's like fuck it was me i have the page he didn't even steal it but like he has it right so he's nervous mm -hmm. And then Flint turns around and he blames singleton <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which like i don't know I do not know from this episode if Flint actually thinks Singleton did it or if he just, like, decided that was convenient. I'm 99% sure he just decided it was convenient. Well, no, he, mm -hmm. he definitely or almost definitely just made it up because when he got that book, the page was already torn out. He never saw yeah. the page. So it stands to reason that it got torn out before his crew ever got to it. So mm -hmm. it would be a wild leap to then assume... That Singleton took it. That's true. So I, I was, I read it as he made this up as a way to manipulate the crew, and he doesn't tr actually think it's Singleton, but maybe. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. So he blames Singleton, and Gates is like, "This is stupid because thievery is punishable by death, and making a false accusation of thievery is also punishable by <laughs> death." And he's standing there, and Singleton and Flint are just staring at each other, and Gates is like. Okay, fine. You can have a trial or you can fight to the death. So they fight. <laughs> yeah. They fight. Oh, I was also going to say, 
I'm not, I don't, I don't love gore in shows, but I don't, it doesn't usually bother me that much, but I was surprised how much, like, this sword fight was pretty gory, and at one point I was just like, I kind of looked away, I was like, I, I get what's happening, they're stabbing each other, I don't really need to look, <laughs> and I looked away from part of the sword fighting scene. This was the first scene where I felt like it was bloody enough to warrant having a, like, gore warning on it. Well, most of the other fights are very, like, swords clashing, there's a lot of smoke, and you don't really see people die. Mm -hmm. Like, you know it, but, like, there's nothing happening. This one, he just beats him to death. Mm -hmm. Like, they lose their swords, he straight up beats him to death. Singleton's Mm -hmm. dead, everyone stops cheering, just kind of stares in horrified (laughs) silence. And Flint pulls out a piece of paper, uh, and he hands it to Billy. And Billy opens it, and it's blank. And... Billy just announces that it's the stolen page, which John immediately knows is a lie Mm -hmm. and kind of solidifies Billy as, like, being on Flint's side because I feel like there is a question of where Billy stands before this. Mm -hmm. But Billy's like, oh, wait, Singleton's dead, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) this guy's my captain and he's insane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely feel like there's, even in that moment, still a little bit of hesitation from Billy. Like, he definitely has a moment of, like, I could call Flint out right now as a liar. Yeah. Or I could support him. And then, like, he decides to agree with Flint, but he, but it's like, is that the right choice? Because now he's, like, implicated. Like, if other people find out Flint was lying, like, they'll also turn on Billy. Because Billy clearly yeah. also lied. So mm-hmm. it was an interesting moment for Billy, I thought. It is. Okay, so then Flint decides to finally tell everyone about the Spanish gold ship he's chasing. And everyone cheers for him, <laughs> except for Billy, who's still giving him this look like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. And Gates, too. I think Gates is also like, ooh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And that I thought that was going to be the end of the episode, but it's not, because Max gets a knock on her door, and it's one of the other girls she works with, um, and Eleanor's still in her bed, but she's Max is told someone's downstairs, so she goes downstairs to meet with Jack Rackham. And he's like, what's happening? Uh, my girlfriend's <laughs> right there. My girlfriend's right there. We can't do this. Uh, <laughs> um, and she's like, I think I have something that you want to buy. And that's where the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did it. Yay. Yeah. All right. That's it. That was it. That was yeah, the whole pilot. You did it. That's it. Go home now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to ask us questions. Oh, I want to ask a question that um that wasn't in your list, if that's okay. Yeah, that's Just a sure. question because... This is a Treasure Island prequel, and it's mm-hmm. also real life. And about a third of the characters are Treasure Island characters. Well, I guess not a third, but a good chunk of Treasure Island characters. A good chunk are, like, fictionalized versions of real pirates who mm-hmm. actually lived. And then a lot of them are just, like, made up for the show. And I was wondering if you, like, had any idea of who was who and if, like, that influenced, like, how you were looking at this show. Like, if you knew this is a real pirate versus this is, like, obviously the Long John Silver. Like, if that influenced your perception of it. I mean, I know Jack Rapkin was a real pilot, pirate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Flint is a real pirate. No. Oh. <laughs> um, obviously, John Silver's from Treasure Island, but I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about yeah, that. I didn't tell you in advance. I was just curious. I knew that, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I was curious because, well, I want to hear your, your answer too, Jesse. <laughs> Uh, to be completely honest with you, I did not read that it was a Treasure Island prequel <laughs> so before valid. I started watching it, so I didn't even get Long John Silver. I was like, John Silver, oh. good name for a pirate. Keep that going. So valid. Um, 
Yeah, no, I know nothing about pirates. I have read Treasure Island, but not since I was, like, 12. Yeah, I yeah. read Treasure mm-hmm. Island in, like, middle school. It's been a long time. I don't remember that much about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and honestly, like, most of what, like, I knew that Jack Rackham was a real pilot, pirate because he's also in Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because so, and he shows up in both. Um, and I think there's a couple other characters, maybe not from this pilot, but that I know are both in Black Sails and in Our Flag Means Death because they are real pirates yeah. <laughs> who show up in lots of pirate media. The other <laughs> ones true. are... Charles Vane was a real pirate. Right, I knew yes. that. And I think Bonnie. he also gets mentioned in Our Flag Means Death. I think he might. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Bonnie, the cool lady with the swords, is a real pirate. They never said her name was Good Anne in this episode. I realized that. Yeah. I was like, oh, they don't actually say who I she is. I had no idea who she was. I think they kind of are like, she's with Rackham. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's Anne Bonnie. But like, if you don't know that, you're kind of like, who's this lady? If they said Anne Bonnie, I would have known Anne Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know Jack Rackham. <laughs> yeah, I, which I think is yeah. so funny because... On a couple levels, because his whole deal in the show is he wants to, like, leave, like, a legacy and be remembered. And it's very funny to watch the show, because obviously he did. Like, he's one of the most famous mm-hmm. pirates, like, ever. And he's worried about being remembered. And then you're like, oh, I don't know who he is. Yeah. I was like, this is really... I love this meta <laughs> It's very fun. I, I've heard the name Anne Bonnie just before. I knew that that's a pirate. The only reason I know Jack Rackham was a pirate is because he's in our yeah. party death. So I would argue that Anne Bonnie is more famous than him. Yeah, she's pretty famous. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that was not on my list, but I thought it was very... Just, like, interesting. It kind of occurred to me halfway through. So, yeah, I did a surprise question. Okay, the next question, then, is what do you think? Um, it was fun. I didn't hate it. Oh, good. I was scared. <laughs> I was so scared you'd hate it. I was no. like, don't hate my show. No, no, no. I do. I think it's fun. I think pirate stuff is fun. It was, like, I think kind of, I think Jesse said this at the beginning of the episode, or maybe this was before we started recording, but it wasn't as dark and gritty as I expected, although I do think it probably does get more so yeah. in later episodes, and even that mm-hmm. sword fight was, like, a little more gory than I would like so I feel like it probably gets more gory so I'd probably be like eh I'm fine Mm -hmm. um but like it was fun I thought it was like well done like I do think like the pacing was good the plot that set up was interesting the characters were good even though it was a very long episode I didn't it didn't feel like a slog to get there it wasn't like oh my god when is this episode gonna end I was like oh yeah I'm curious to see what's gonna happen obviously I had some complaints about like the treatment of female characters and stuff but like for the most part I think I enjoyed it I don't know if I would necessarily like keep watching it. It's not, like, that much my kind of thing. But I did like it. Um, I think more than I thought it was going oh, to be. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I agree with a lot of what Natasha said. I do think it's really well done. I I really liked a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really like Billy. He falls in the water. I love him. Yeah. He falls in the water. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other thing I know. <laughs> that's what we knew before going into the show, that he fell in the water. I won't tell you until if we go into, like, a spoiler section. I'll tell you what, what the context of that thing that I literally always say Yeah, like, is. he's always talking about Billy falling in the water. That was, like, the main Black Sails thing I knew. It's not even, that, like, that big of a deal. It's just he fell in the water, and it was, yeah. I like to talk about it. I don't think that needs context. I think he just fell in the water. He had a bath. Um, I really liked some of the characters. I I did think it was well done. I was really surprised at how good the lighting was. Um, mm-hmm. I think when I hear dark and gritty, I do think people mean literally dark. Yeah. <laughs> you can see things in this show. It's great. And also, weirdly, grayscale. A lot of things that are, like, grittier are, like, yeah. not saturated. Mm-hmm. The show in, in later seasons does cool stuff with, like, color saturation where they have, like, scenes that are, like, dreams are not quite real or in Flint's, like, hallucin- he starts hallucinating this, like, one figure a lot in season three and they mm-hmm. color grade it in a really specific way and then later on they kind of use that to play with your understanding of, like, is this 
actually a real scene because we were conditioned to think like the color grading matters. So I think that's really cool. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was cool. I I like the pirate. Thank you. Thank you for liking them. I yeah. made them just for you. <laughs> oh, thank Aww, you. Thank I cooked you. them up. <laughs> Thanks for making some pirates for me. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, The next question is, would you keep watching it? I already answered that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I might, yeah. I might watch a bit more of it. Oh, my God. I should probably tell you, like, true warnings and stuff then, because it does, like, unfortunately require that. And we'll probably have to talk about that, you know? I've watched a lot of fucked up shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, you still give me some trigger warnings, but I've, I've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, for people listening also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how much you want me to talk about the plot, then, if you're going to watch it. Like, how many, what do you want spoiled or not want spoiled? Oh, uh, no. I mean, don't spoil too much. Okay. Should we guess what happens, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot to ask you that. What do you think will happen next? I think they do pirate things uh, <laughs> yeah. probably i think most of season one is about finding the spanish gold ship mm-hmm. and we're really obsessed with this ship where i start to be like i don't know what's gonna happen is i don't know how the main plot is we have to find the ship which from my understanding is still sailing right like it's still mm-hmm. on route mm-hmm. when he first brought it up i thought maybe it sank somewhere but mm-hmm. it's still en route. Mm-hmm. How, like, the main crew is supposed to be on an exposition to find something that is actively moving away from them. <laughs> and yet we're still, we have characters that are obviously important that are, like, in Nassau. Like, that's where mm-hmm. they live. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to make that make a lot of sense, but... That's it true. has I didn't even to. think about the logistics of that. You're right. There's only so much time for them to travel mm-hmm. before the ship has reached its destination. Right? And even just, like, while, like, Max and Eleanor are important characters in their own right, their function in the show, this has to do with how women are treated in the show, but, like, their function as characters is to do things for the pirates. Mm-hmm. Right? So if the pirates are at sea... Then creating reasons that we have to hang out with Max and Eleanor might be confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even like. I'm that. sure there's a way to do it. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah, I feel like obviously part of this is going to be looking for the ship. Mm-hmm. I, ma- I imagine probably a good chunk of season one. I do think partly just I'm guessing and partly kind of from what Lenny's talked about. I do think it like the show as a whole. I'm sure that that's not the big overarching plot of the whole show. No. I think the show is very much like long-term the lives of these different pirates and their alliances and the war between the Navy and the pirates and blah, blah, blah. I think it gets probably a lot bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like this whole thing with the Spanish ship has to be like at least a good chunk of season one since it's such a big part of the pilot. Like I imagine Mm -hmm. you're not just going to resolve it in episode two and then go on to other pirate stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Season one very much is like, we have to get, the Erica gold and all the like kind of infighting and drama surrounding specifically the gold for season one. You're both right. I also feel like probably John Silver tries to, I don't know if he tries to like extort Captain Flint because he knows that it was wrong, but also he has to sell it to Jack Rackham. Cause I do think he sells it to Jack Rackham. But I feel like he has to do something with the fact that he knows that Flint was lying and still not expose how he knew Flint was lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely going to be stuff with John 
It's funny, too, because because I know it's a Treasure Island prequel, and because I know that John Silver is like, the, the connective tissue between this show and <laughs> Treasure Island, clearly John Silver is going to be important and possibly mm-hmm. sort of, like, the main character. But I would argue that, like, in this episode, he wasn't even really the main character. Like, I would say, no. like, Flint or Gates were more important than John, yeah. but I feel like the show as a whole, John's going to have to be pretty significant. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised, because I haven't watched this pilot in a long time, that Flint and Silver never talk to each other in the pilot. And I was kind of like... Yeah, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> when are you going to talk to each other? And they never do. And I'm like, they must talk in season two, because they're like... They're the main season characters. Season two? I and hope they talk in season one. <laughs> they don't in talk. episode two. <laughs> but their relationship is very much like... They're like the two main characters. Their weird little fucked up sort of situation the two of them have is like what kind of carries the show. And I'm like, they don't even talk in this episode? Okay. <laughs> All right. Weird. <laughs> They're in love. That's my prediction. Oh, I, you know, I don't know if they are. They're like two little fucked up little roots that are growing into each other. It's great. <laughs> yeah, this episode they didn't do. They don't talk. They didn't even talk yeah. to each other. Yeah. And yeah, the larger show is very much about getting the Urca gold and then sort of fighting amongst the pirates. And then when season three starts, it's the real historical event of England sending a new governor to Nassau to be like, hey, you're just a lawless pirate city. We need to, you know, send a governor. And, like, it's English soil. It's our colony. We need to, like, civilize you. So they send a guy called Woods Rogers, which really happened. And um, he fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate Woods yeah. Rogers. And then it's sort of the pirates fighting England is really what season three and four is about. But season one and two is a lot more of, like, pirate v. pirate sort of scheming and infighting. Nice. Yeah, that's kind of the broad strokes. Um, what else can I ask? Oh, do you guys want to guess my favorite character? I think Tasha knows because I've talked about this, but Jesse, you should guess. Um, okay, you told me yeah. your favorite character isn't Billy who falls in the water. <laughs> it's not Billy who falls in the water. I do like Billy, even when he's falling in the water. Um, your favorite character is probably Eleanor because she's a badass. I do really like Eleanor, but you can know. Can, you can say if you know. Can I? I think yes. I know, yeah. but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Unless Jesse has another guess. No, go. Yeah. I think it's Vane. It is. <laughs> he fucking sucks, but I love him a lot. <laughs> I hated him in this episode. Yeah. But <laughs> he sucks. I hated him for all of season one. I was like, when is he going to die? I want him to die. And then I started to like him, and I was like, oh, no, I think he's my favorite character. <laughs> and then in season three, I'm like, oh, no, he's my favorite character. This sucks. He's great. I can see Vane being a character I would really, really, really love if it was a different actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had never seen Zach McGowan, like, ever before. I think a lot of the reason why I started paying attention to Vane is because he has, like, a distinctive look. Mm-hmm. He does. He just he looks, looks cool. like, so interesting. Like, his face is like, you look like an interesting person. And I would always notice him, and I'd be like, oh, it's Vane. He yeah. sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He's great. Him, actually, I'll make you guess my favorite ship next, or just some ships that are in the show, is I guess. Is it Vane and Eleanor? It's Vane not. Eleanor. <laughs> but I, they're, like, their relationship is so weird and interesting and, like, fraught and <laughs> we, I, it's it's bad for both of them. It's good TV, though. It's good to watch. <laughs> they have a weird history. <laughs> Is it Eleanor and Max? No, can I break your heart, guys? Does Max die? No, they break up next episode. That's very That's sad. That's okay. Max can do better. I really liked Max, <laughs> Max and I, I kind of liked Eleanor, but she was okay. But I was like, for some reason, Max was definitely my favorite character in this episode. I, mm-hmm. I, she had a vibe. Yeah, Max is her. wonderful. She, I agree she's with that. Great. Her, she, her and Silver are very much like smart, sort of scrappy opportunists mm. who are like, we're going to get ahead. And then they're like very interesting foils in the story. I like them a lot. 
Yeah. Um, I also really like for, there's no way you could guess this, for ships, two characters who, one of them you didn't meet, one of them you saw for maybe one second. Oh, wait, can I tell you my other favorite ship? <laughs> yeah. Gates and Flint. Gates and Flint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote maybe some, one-sided from Gates' side. I think I wrote some of my notes, um, the dads are fighting, something like that. <laughs> yeah. The dads are fighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Max and Anne have get together oh all the ladies hooking up there's lesbians in this show well love it it's in a historical drama way where they probably identify differently like in the modern time but there's lesbians in this show you know love Um, but the characters you didn't meet one of them is called featherstone i forget his first name it's probably like john because (laughs) it's 1715 but featherstone and then one of max's co-workers at the brothel is named adele and they have just a really cute sort of nice relationship where they're like nice for to each other. I'm like, this is great. This is a really good get married. <laughs> and it's good. I think they do at the end. I can't remember. Aw, good Aww. for them. Yeah. It's just, they're just cute. I really like Adele. Adele has one of my favorite scenes of the whole show. Oh. And she doesn't do anything in this episode. You see her for like a second, but she's really cool too. Nice. Oh, the next one is Guess the Canon Gaze. <laughs> I know too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. Max and Eleanor. Mm-hmm. I know that this show has been lauded as like the gay pirate show because the whole thing was when our flag means death came out they were like it's a gay pirate show if you want another gay pirate show watch black sails so i'm curious how explicitly queer it is i don't know i mean clearly there's lesbians (laughs) but i'm curious i don't know which of these pirate men could be Mm -hmm. any of them but i'm curious i'm curious about this question okay is, is is I'll tell you, but Jesse, if you want to guess first. Well, the ones we know are Max, Eleanor, and you just said Anne. Anne, yeah. Hooks mm-hmm. up with... All the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, which of the... See, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I can see this being lauded as the gay pirate episode for having a lot of queer female representation and, like, one gay man who just, like, comes out at some point. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to guess... I'm only going to guess one man. I'm not going to try to guess the couple. You get a single man. A single man who I think is queer. Mm-hmm. I don't think they made the guy from Treasure Island gay. <laughs> I think wild they did. Choice. He's my guess. He is n- not, n- unironically, my guess is that it's silver. Okay. I, I feel like that would be a wild choice. Um, I support it. I support it if they did it. I just think it'd be weird. Mm-hmm. I think... Oh, I genuinely don't know if I have guessed for this. I think it's Vane. I think Vane has a big bi energy, and I think he's fucking <laughs> anything that moves. <laughs> I don't actually think it's Vane, but I hope it is. Yeah. Um, okay, the the homoerotic tension, ooh, it, they never, like, it's never canon, but people, like, ship it, whatever, mm-hmm. is Flint and Silver, which I mm-hmm, absolutely yeah. see because mm-hmm. their relationship is, like, insane. Um, the canon, very canon, very obviously gay character is flint oh flint oh okay. yeah okay. that's impressive actually <laughs> yeah which i i like how they do it because you don't find that out until halfway through season two and i feel like mm. in a different show that would have been like a like a cliffhanger at the end of a season or something to be like "Ooh, we made this pirate gay <laughs> but it's just you just sort of find out his backstory over the course of one really good episode and you're like oh okay i see um i don't want to talk about it in case jesse watches it because it's a really good <laughs> episode and kind of Flint makes a lot more sense once you realize what happened to him in England 10 years ago. Oh, that's interesting. He was gay. He was gay I, get, I get guess based off of other period pieces around this time what would have yeah. happened to him in what England. What happened to him in England? Yeah. Probably nothing good. Um, oh, poor baby. There is one character that you didn't meet. I didn't think you would meet her because it kind of doesn't make sense for her to be in the pilot, but named Miranda. 
mm-hmm. um, who is Flint's oldest and closest friend who lives in Nassau, like oh, just outside of Nassau, mm-hmm. um, who is tied to his backstory. And I love Miranda a lot. I don't get to, I didn't get to talk about her because she's not in this episode. <laughs> she's really great. She's very, she's just really good. I just really like her. I don't have much to say about her, but I just think she's amazing. <laughs> she's great. I love Miranda. She's really cool. I'm glad she's amazing. Um, what else? There's lots of cool women in the show. That's um, good. Silver gets a love interest, who I also think is a really cool lady. Her name is Maddie. She's very cool. I like her a lot as well. Nice. Well, I was thinking Jesse would say I don't want to watch it and I would be able to just, like, go crazy and start spoiling things, but I won't do that because I'm I want to I want you to watch it. I want to see some pirates. I mean I wrote I wrote um I wrote really big and then I um made a box around it in my notes. Um monster, queer narratives. Flint has this line um when he's doing his like overdramatic war against the world thing about um how the civilization, like, the governor means to make us monsters, which is relevant mm-hmm. to his whole, like, he is a queer man. He has this, like, history of, like, being made into a monster already. So his his whole, like, situation is very much about, like, civilization wants to kill me? Why I should kill civilization. Which is, Aww. I think, is a huge, like, theme of the show and why it's such a queer show. Mm-hmm. Even aside from, like, having lots of queer characters. If you want to kill civilization, Flint... Fucking talk to your crew. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's stupid. He's very dumb. He's very delusional. I love him a lot. I want to kill one... civilization, but I'm the king and I'm yeah. in charge. And I am the monarchy, which is civilization, bro. <laughs> he's really... There's one scene where he's like, we have to hunt the shark, John, and they go on a boat. And it's my favorite scene in the whole show. And they're like talking about this like shark boat scene. I don't even know how to describe it. They kill a shark together and... Yeah, I think they should probably should have kissed after that. They didn't, <laughs> yeah. but they probably should have. It sounds sexy. I would have kissed someone after I killed a shark with them. It was great. It was great. Poor shark, though. Oh, okay. Important question for me. Does Max get to do lots of cool stuff? Max is very cool. Fuck yeah. yeah. Well, um, unfortunately, I'm going to talk about sexual assault. So I guess mm. put a content warning here when you edit it. Um, there is, like, in season one, not ever really after season one, but there is Max is sexually assaulted. Aww. Which is terrible. Um, and I don't, it's obviously it's bad, but it's very, like, plot important because the aftermath of that really shapes, like, obviously Max's, like, life and, like, story mm-hmm. and, like, she has to, mm-hmm. like, deal with that. But it ends up being that Eleanor blacklists people who did this and she has this huge power to like economically control the pirates because she runs the fencing Mm -hmm. and the aftermath of that is really plot relevant for a lot of characters because it disrupts like their whole life and livelihood Mm -hmm. so i i'm so on the fence about this because i don't like that about the show there's this really bad sexual assault but is it like better or worse that it's for a quote-unquote a reason and not just like shock value i just don't really know Mm -hmm. how i feel about it besides mm-hmm. that I don't like it mm-hmm. but it is like yeah so that happens to Max and then after that happens she kind of like moves past it she has a very cool story about becoming like almost like a spy master sort of lady oh. when the British <laughs> arrive she kind of has like her agents and she's kind of like running like large parts of the town are like under her control so she does do very cool things cool. I did mm-hmm. also think I forgot to say when it came to what I think is going to happen I think that Eleanor is going to kind of replace her father because her father mm. is kidnapped, dead, taken by the pirates, arrested. He's gone. <laughs> he's currently <laughs> with the pirates, unconscious. I don't know if he's going to survive and what the pirates are going to do with him after that, but he's, you know. Yeah. I imagine he's out of the picture, so I feel like she's going to replace him. And, like, she's already clearly kind of running things, but her dad's, like, top dog. But if her dad's mm. gone, 
I'm hoping that that means she gets more power and she gets to be like the cool head of the pirate land. Oh I yeah. I also think we're going to meet Guthrie's man in Havana because I think yes. that was a very weird thing to say if we never meet that guy. Mm. I hope we meet him. I don't remember if you do. <laughs> I hope he's cool and sexy. You do meet Spanish characters because the British and the Spanish are like at war at this mm. point and it becomes very plot relevant in seasons three and four mm-hmm. that they're at war. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if you ever do or not. God, you mean that. I don't man remember. Havana. Havana man. Havana man. Havana man. Havana cabana man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, is there anything else I want to talk about? I think I've got it. I'm just really excited you watched my show. Yeah. And I used yeah. to really like it. I was prepared to be like, okay, they're not going to like it. I have to just like pretend not to cry. It <laughs> <laughs> was pretty good. Like, I don't, it, it wasn't quite my thing. It was a little, a mm-hmm. little more drama than I like, but I like pirate stuff. I thought it was well done. I love mm-hmm. pirates. I, I love, I watched this just before we recorded to like just refresh my memory. And the, like, very beginning scene where it's this big pirate battle, like, the mast, like, breaks and the sail is, like, tearing. And they're like, our guns aren't long enough. I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. <laughs> I love pirates so much. <laughs> I was obsessed with pirates when I was a little kid. I love pirates. <laughs> Even though, like, obviously pirates are bad. Yeah. Pirates like, are so as good. A, I love pirates. <laughs> yeah. Of media. It's so fun. Like, swashbuckle. Mm-hmm. Swashbuckle with me. Get in the boat. <laughs> Fall in the water. <laughs> I love it. I love some pirates. I think that's all the characters. I'm probably going to forget someone and then be like, I forgot someone. Oh, no. I talked about Maddie. I talked about Miranda. We do that constantly. Oh, yeah. We always are like, oh, shoot. I forgot to talk about whatever. Yeah. I won't say anything about, I won't say anything else about Flint's past in case you watch it. Because I feel like if you don't know and you just kind of go into it, you're like, hmm, this is really bad, but also really good television. (laughs) I think that's it. you're going to get to see Billy fall in the water. Billy falls in the water. Billy falls in the water. Yeah, it's a whole thing when Billy falls in the water. <laughs> I can't it's wait kind of for a, Billy to fall in the water. I feel like it's less of a big deal than you probably think it is because of how I talk, <laughs> about, talk it. about it. But it is like significant that Billy falls in the water. I like <laughs> Billy's necklaces. Mm-hmm. Just want to throw that yeah. out there. He had some nice necklaces. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if Billy just like slipped off the dock in the background and you're like not even focused <laughs> on it. He just falls in the water. <laughs> It's just in the background, so you know when he well, just falls. It. It's just like on set. He like slipped and was fine after, but they had to keep it because it was their only shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Billy. Okay, well, Natasha, do you want to tell me what cartoon we're watching next week? Yes, I thought we would stay on theme of oh. pirates, and we're gonna watch my favorite pirate media and one of my favorite shows of all time, One Piece. <laughs> Which is a pirate anime. Love it. Love that vibe. So different. Very different vibe. Not the same vibe, but also about pirates. Gay pirates? Well, not canonically. <laughs> okay. But in my heart. Um, well. We'll talk about it when we talk about it next week or in two weeks. Okay. Well, I am very excited to watch four pirates. Four pirates. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Lenny for being here and sharing. Yes. Thank you for I've been listening to you. I'm a little I'm a little fangirl. I'm listening to your show forever. It's so nice to be on it. Your first guest. Yeah. Congratulations on being our first oh, guest. Thank you. Um yeah, so you can email us at episode epiphanies at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Epiphanies Pod. You can rate us a review on iTunes and if you do Lenny will guest star in your life 
for a day. Whoa! Whoa. I'll fall in the water. <laughs> Lenny will fall in the water if you write us a review on iTunes. <laughs> Excellent. But you, dear listener, would never fall in the water because you are smarter than all of us combined. <laughs> all three of all us! Of us. <laughs> Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.